Welcome to All's Pimentos Podcast. I'm talking with Joe from... Uh, Jughead's Revenge. Oh, there you go. Right on. Cool. That's good audio. Um, so, how's the weather down in uh, California? Uh, oh, my God, dude. It's freezing today. It's like 60-something. So, we're like... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right? It, compared to up there, it's never cold down here. Oh, it's fucking brutal up here. It's like one of the... Oh, Actually, yeah. we, we didn't get snow. We didn't get snow till the beginning of January. Oh, really? Hmm. Wow. So for anyone who doesn't believe in global warming, um, they can fucking suck it because yeah, because if it's not snowing up there, it's all bad. Well, that's the thing. Like ten ten years ago, we were we were getting like fucking in November it was snowing. Now it's fucking I don't know. It's all fucked up. So yeah, how did uh, how did the uh, the band start? Uh, well, it was we really didn't plan on doing anything. It was we were just uh. A group of mutual friends that uh, uh, most of them were in a band called Cholos on Acid and down here in L.A. And, uh, uh, and and I was friends with those guys. And then we uh, started talking about just jamming in like a rehearsal spot, just doing like covers, Black Flag songs, Circle Jerk songs. You yeah. know, we were just screwing around. But then uh, we started writing songs. And then all of a sudden we recorded a record and from there we went on you know and that was uh that was uh 1990 okay and then um and you guys started releasing albums you guys uh you guys had a bunch of albums on nitro too didn't you yeah we did three with nitro we had three or four on byo and uh um um and then uh, the latest one is on uh, Spam Records out of uh, Austria. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of punk bands are going over there too. To I know uh, there's a bunch of bands that have uh, done albums on there too. Um, yeah, yeah, they're in like a signing frenzy. <laughs> yeah, I know they've they've signed a bunch of bands in the past two three years. Um, yeah, so. We go from there. Um, so my so when I got into you guys, I got into the album Just Joined in '98, uh-huh. um, which is I, I, it's one of my favorites. Um, it's catchy as fuck. Um, but you also you guys have a new uh, new uh, EP out right now, uh, Vultures. Talk me through that. Uh, Vultures came around uh, kind of out of COVID because uh, everything was shut down and nobody was doing anything. And we had recorded, uh, we did a single for a song called American Gestures that we did with uh, people of punk rock in, uh, in Quebec. Yeah. And, 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 then, uh, and then from there we, we did the spam thing. Nice. But uh, it, it just, it came out of that we were available to do something like that because everybody had like their own life going on. And when everything got shut down down here, it was like your, everybody's schedule was just wide open. So we went and recorded the American gestures. And then we came back about a month or so later, maybe two months. And then, uh, recorded the rest of the songs for, for, uh, for vultures. Right on. And you guys took a, excuse me. Shit. Sorry. Um, you guys took a bit of a break too, didn't you? Like between, uh, 
for a while there, do you know? Yeah, yeah, we went on hiatus for a bit. I mean, because, you know, we toured for 11 years, and uh, we got screwed by pretty much every record label we were with, and then uh, uh, on top of just touring, it was we wanted uh, just kind of not to be around each other for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, that was the, the real reason why we stopped playing. Everybody thought it had something to do with something else, but it, it really was just um, kind of fatigue on our part. So we took uh, like seven years off, and uh, uh, that's uh, when we, um, you know, the, the feeling was right, so we came back and started writing stuff. Nice. And uh, you guys are touring, too, uh, in the new, uh, new year, no? Uh, I don't know. We, we toured Europe last june and then um um well at first we were up in canada and quebec and then and then we went to europe and then now we're we're kind of uh open oh, okay so do you guys plan on doing a, a few more like doing touring in the uh in the summer or no i hope so the, yeah. yeah this summer i mean like for right now we're like we're we're not doing anything until the summer so uh hopefully that'll be uh us uh, coming back to Canada, and you're in Toronto. Yeah, so Toronto. Um, yeah, no, we're just uh, outside of Toronto, a little place called Centre Wellington. So it's like Fergus. So it's really uh, Scottish influence, if you will. We have a right. Scottish parade in the summer, and there's always bagpipes playing in this town too. It gets kind of annoying uh, sometimes, but because they fucking go off at like I don't know early in the morning it's like okay that's enough guys we get it <laughs> yeah. um yeah so no like uh your band totally fucking rocks um but before and you really like movies too eh? oh yeah yeah man uh so you and i were talking about the new dune movie and i think it's fucking rad yeah the trailers are looking pretty promising i mean you know i i really have my fingers crossed for the first one that it wasn't going to get fucked up yeah and uh yeah, I think they did a great job. I'm glad that they're they're piecing it into uh, different movies because that's it's going to be impossible to squeeze that into one thing, you know. Well, yeah, because I think what they're doing too is they're doing all six uh, novels, aren't they? I, I think eventually, but they're doing the first three are are the first Dune movie, yeah. and then now they're already talking about the next three will be Messiah, which is the the book after, yeah. Uh, the uh, the original one. I so. think my I think my that's my favorite book actually is the second one because it actually gets like really good like the first the first novel and even like the like the new movie that came out um, I watched it with Jennifer my fiance um, and she's like what the fuck why is this so slow I'm like it gets good you just have to wait oh absolutely yeah, yeah. I mean once fate comes in and like I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that they didn't cram him in in the first movie yeah. I mean, even Johnny's just like kind of not really there yet because that wasn't, you know, she didn't really come in until later and fade. So it's, I'm glad that they're really going to work on it in the, in the, the second part. Yeah. And also too, it's, it's good to see that them redoing it too. Cause like, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd or whatever. Um, it's when Disney bought Star Wars, <laughs> um, it was like every year. Uh, it's the same thing with Marvel too. Like, there's always a new movie every year. I think, yeah. hopefully, with Dune, and I think they're gonna do it probably like properly, like release it properly, and like take time to release it. You know what I mean? Not just yeah, I, fucking just. I, 
Well, it's the, I mean, they did a pretty good job last time, and because a lot of people were just kind of like, well, what's Dune? You know, and then they see this movie, and they're like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, and like... And that's the thing, too, is, like, with, with uh, Star Wars, they just keep fucking releasing it and releasing it, which I'm totally cool with, but, like, I think, my own opinion, like, the last three, what's that, uh, the last, uh, what do you call it, last three Star Wars movies, um, yeah. I don't know, they're, they're, it's, like, the same fucking story, and I... Yeah, it, the Star Wars thing is kind of heartbreaking for me, because, you know, I, I'm of a certain age, and... Uh, you know, I saw the first movie, A New Hope. I saw that in a theater when I was like eight, and yeah. it was like the greatest thing that ever. And then I saw it when I was ten. I saw it, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it yeah. was like, yeah, um, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So like those those moments were just like so special. Like oh my god, like especially Star Wars. That was the greatest thing in the world. And, yeah. and I didn't even know anything about movies, but I'm just looking at this, just going, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah, so and to go to go from that, and then to have the longevity of that franchise just be like spectacular, and then all of a sudden it just drove right off a cliff. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to watch the new ones. Like I, I seriously give them a chance. Um, right, I want them to be good. I think the only thing they good that they've done, the ones they've done, is uh, Rogue One was really good because yes. Exactly. It, that Rogue One was like, oh yeah, okay, this is what it can be. Yeah, it, it can't be this, but it's like they're. It, it, you're right. It's like what the what the MCU is doing is just they're just like cramming out all this stuff, and there really isn't a whole lot of substance to it. Well, that's what I mean too. Is like even when they sat there and did like, but the MCU. I'm glad you brought that up because like I'm just so fucking dick hurt about that. It's something funny. Um, they just keep fucking doing it and doing it, and it's like they're getting into the point. Like when they did. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy they could have cut that off at one movie and that was it they didn't yeah. ha- have to fucking make three. Um, oh, I know but this is money you know that's that's the thing they're everyone's trying to and, and with Star Wars too they're just trying to like squeeze everything they can out of this and it's just oh it's, it's yeah it's, it's and that's what I mean it's heartbreaking like for like exactly what you sat there and said it's like even like some of the movies that Marvel's coming out with right now, I don't like. Who in the fuck knows who Miss Marvel is, or you know, what I mean? Captain Marvel? How she's the head of it. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean. No one knows, and it's like yeah. even like the second generation of the, like what was the fucking uh, Moon Knight? Yeah, horrible. Yeah, I was so and. It was like back in the day, like when the first X Men movie came out, and even the first Spider Man. It was like, oh sweet, and then you have like maybe like two or three years until you see like X Men two, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm so pumped. Now there's no, you don't get pumped over anything because they fucking, oh wait a minute, there's a new one fucking tomorrow. What do yeah, you th- exactly. I mean, even like Doctor Strange, I I thought, oh wow, Doctor Strange movie that would be cool. And the first ten minutes was pretty good, and then all of a sudden, like, she went to. It went to dog shit. Yeah, like it didn't like. Did you guys get anybody to write a good story for these guys? Oh, that's what I mean. It's like even like you and I were talking about Fantastic Four. Like they've made that movie, I think at least four or five times, and they're still trying to figure it out. And I don't understand why they can't. Well, the, the, I had this conversation actually with my buddy the other day. Is I think what they need to do with the Fantastic Four is do an origins movie of the Fantastic Four. And then do all the cool shit in the second movie because Kramer and I don't. No one 
gets what okay yeah no one gets what, what how they got their fucking powers and they don't spend enough time on the characters either yeah no you're right that that would be the right way to go about it but you know I but just it's like if, if they can make a movie for Dune now they can do the Fantastic Four well that's what I mean like the the new Dune movie is fucking nuts and you know, that's my right but I mean like you know like uh, in the 70s they tried to you knew about that yeah that's a hard one to watch too though Huh? That's a hard one to watch, the old Dune. Well, the, the David Lynch Dune is hard to watch, but yeah. I, I, I've always loved David Lynch's directing anyway, so it's like, okay, I, I kind of like take that part out of my head while watching it, and I just kind of watch it as like a David Lynch. But he made a three-and-a-half-hour version of that movie, but the studios were like, nope, got to cut it down to two. So yeah. all kinds of stuff. That, that's why he doesn't want anything to do it. But uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky... Uh, director, he tried to make a version of it in the seventies with uh, Pink Floyd doing the soundtrack. Fuck, that'd and, be cool. Uh, yeah, it was starring uh, Orson Welles, Mick Jagger, uh, and some other people. But um, there's a there's a documentary on the making of that Dune, and it never wound up getting finished what? because it was just too like nobody. I mean, just the story alone that's like a huge flaming hue to to jump through so on top of that just the production so it didn't wind up getting oh shit sorry dude the sexual art yeah for, for that dude was uh the guy who wound up uh producing the first alien movie yeah and and he brought hr geeger who was doing some artwork for that version of dune over to this new alien project yeah uh, you know those the universe is kind of bringing these guys together to make a, a, you know, something else that was really special. Yeah, and that's like I didn't even know that they actually tried to do another Dune movie at all. Yeah, it's uh, Yodorovsky's Dune. It's it's a documentary that's out. I mean, I, you can find it somewhere. It's around, but that is is interesting just in its own. The amount of work and all this crazy shit that went into making a movie that never wound up. And they fucking and they do a documentary about it. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's called Yodorovsky's Dune. I'm gonna it's, watch it it's tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm you probably find it on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, oh, it, it's yeah, it's totally available. But it, it's a really interesting story. Like, it, if you're into the Dune movies, yeah, check that one out. No, oh, yeah, a no. lot of effort, but it, it shows all the conceptual art of all the different characters of, of how they were gonna look like in that version of it. That's Pretty wicked. Cool. Um, cause like before I watched the new release of the Dune movie, I read the first book before I watched it. Um, right. And then, oh, it's my cat going on. Oh, it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was really like, and I'm reading the second one right now too. Um, but I, I think the first movie they did it really well and hopefully they don't fuck it up. But, yeah, well, I mean, the first one they did a pretty good job, you know. So it was like, I have my fingers crossed, like, all right, cool, this one's good, and let's see if they'll do a second one. Yeah, and I, you know, I following them on Instagram, and, and then you know, as soon as it got greenlit, like they're all, yes, we got the green light for Dune Part Two. It's like, fuck yeah, yeah, it'd be good. And that's the thing too, like what you're saying too. They're putting all, they're putting the first book into three movies. Yeah, which is fucking wicked that's, because the the story's just so big and complex that I mean it, you're still going to lose some stuff but oh exactly at least, at least he's doing it in a trilogy for that book so yeah. it's like okay you can uh, have more of the uh, 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 
more of a, a view of what uh, Frank Herbert was talking about, where yeah. David Lynch got screwed by everybody and got stuck with his movie. Yeah. No, I, I'm totally looking forward to it. Um, so, what what got you playing uh, playing music? Like, what bands influenced you, and what bands still influence you now? What like punk bands or or it doesn't matter, punk, hip hop, well, rock. Mean, well, I mean, it, I, I was I, I always wanted to play music even when I was a little kid. Yeah. But you know, like I was the youngest out of uh, all the kids that lived on my block, and there were there were a lot of them. Like almost every uh, home on my block had kids, so like you know, they like everybody was around. So they were older, younger, whatever. But uh, the older kids on my block would I, I'd be you know kind of soaking in what everybody was listening to, you know. And this is in the the mid. 70s yeah so you know uh there's uh you know know, people that were into disco and i'm hearing that and i'm hearing like what would later be called classic rock with you know zeppelin and sabbath and all that stuff and uh uh i grew up on in the same street as uh john coltrane's kids so like they you know were telling me about miles davis and charlie parker and like these different jazz guys and then there were these other group of kids that uh, by 1981 was they were the first like punkers that I knew of you know and they would tell me about uh, bands like uh, TSOL and the Germs and well the early like the first lineup of the Vandals uh, the Adolescents so I was kind of soaking this stuff in too so I, I always wanted to play music but I didn't I started drumming around that time but then uh, the singing thing kind of happened by accident uh, with Jugheads out of, we were just, you know, hey, let's go to this rehearsal spot and, you know, uh, jam some covers, you know, and I would just be singing. And then it just kind of went from there. But uh, as far as what really inspired me in, in, uh, in the punk rock world was, the, I specifically remember the first time I heard a song where it was like it made like that contact. Yeah. And it it was on a radio show. There was a DJ in LA. Uh, his name was Dr. DeMeadow. Yeah. And, and he, um, he's responsible for discovering Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. And in, in the, in the early eighties, uh, when Weird Al would send in his like cassettes of, you know, these weird songs and this guy, Dr. DeMento would play them. He's kind of talked about it in the movie. Have you seen the Weird Al movie? It's fucking great, dude. Well, yeah. Like Dr. DeMento is kind of, mentioned in there like yeah. that, that oh he is yeah 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 well that guy he would he would always play just weird songs like that like spike jones songs or weird al or like he did this one thing where he would play songs that were short songs and yeah it would be you know with spike jones doing something and uh, somebody doing something else but there was a song in there it was a 30 second song called spray paint from black flag and i heard that and i thought that this is the it was just 30 seconds of uh, unhinged energy. And yeah. I thought, oh my God, this is great. And even the lyrics were just like everything. You yeah. know, it feels good to knock things down. It feels good to do what I want. It feels good. I don't know why. Spray paint the walls. It's like, it was uh, like so anti like teacher or like authority. And you know, here I am 11 going, oh my God, people do this? So that made a huge impact but i've always listened to like a lot of different kinds of music yeah um i'm the same way too like i got into 
punk rock, I guess, like around like when I started skateboarding and there was a local band called Maryland's Vitamins um, from Canada. They're not around anymore. So that got me into that. And then uh, my buddy bought me uh, Just Joined by you guys uh, for a Christmas present. And he's like, dude, you got to listen to this. And, oh, that's awesome. Thanks, yeah, man. I, I think we played it in Toronto on, the, on that tour. Yeah, like I was too. Like I was just uh, fuck. I think it was like in grade ten or nine. He gave it to me. I'm like fuck. This is wicked. Um, and then that got me into like No Facts and like Early Offspring. Um, and then at that point, I went back and like okay, let's figure out what how these fucking bands did it. And like Black Flag, yeah. Circle Jerks, Minor Threat, um, which is fucking amazing too. Um, yeah, build great records. Oh, they're fucking great. Um, yeah, so, and then uh, you live in uh, Los Angeles. How is the, uh, how is Biden doing? In L.A.? Well, yeah. Biden, I, I think Biden, Biden's probably more liked in California than in other parts of the country. Yeah. It just depends, it depends on where you are. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's like, there's, you know, really conservative areas of California and there's very liberal areas of California. So it's, you know that uh, California's kind of complex that way. We're like in Texas, for example, it's like it's pretty much conservative from top to bottom. Oh, 110. Uh, yeah, in California is a little more of a mixed bag. Yeah, do you think uh, do you think he'll get in again or no? I don't know. I I think Trump will get the nomination for sure, but I don't think he's going to win the election just because uh, January 6 was. Uh, I think if that didn't happen, he would have a, a stronger chance, but it it did, and I, I think that kind of bumped out a lot of, uh, even people that are conservative, patriotic Americans, I mean, you see that, and it's like, oh, that's not what I want. No, it's fucking crazy, man. Well, he's nuts anyways. Like, I Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if, if Trump wasn't running, Nikki Haley would probably be getting the nomination, and she would probably beat Joe Biden. So yeah. it's like Biden, Biden needs Trump and Trump needs Biden. Oh, 110%. They play off each other. It's like going on over here. Like we have, uh, I think our next federal election is uh, next year. I'm pretty sure it's next year. So it's uh, Justin Trudeau and uh, Pierre Paulov, which is Pierre Paulov is like the Canadian Donald Trump of whatever. Oh, yeah, he's, right. he's fucked. <clears throat> There's the cats again. Um but the thing, the thing in this uh, in this country, and I and I love Canada. But the thing with the politics of this country is that people just they don't um, look at the politicians; they they just vote them out. And yeah. it's like you like the next guy is no different than the guy that's sitting in the fucking chair right now. Oh, absolutely! You know, it's it's always been like that here. Like, it, uh, there's like a term that. Or like a phrase that people use, or, or just like choosing between the lesser of two evils. As long as I can remember, anybody like every time an election come up, everyone's like, "Oh, I just gotta, you know, pick the less of the lesser of two evils." And yeah, I know, you know? It, and, and then no one does research behind it. It's right, but at this time though, it's like you know, if Trump gets back in, I mean, he's not gonna leave. First off, no. Uh, He's definitely not. He's not going to leave. He tried not to leave last time. Yep. So uh, you know the the stakes are a little higher this time. So I think a lot of people will be not so much voting for Biden, but they'll just be voting against Trump. Yeah, that makes sense too, right? Because um, it'd be it'd be nice to see if like don't get me wrong, like there's always problems with 
either or, right? Right and left, right? And it sucks that there's no fucking neutral where it's like, okay, can everyone just fucking get along and... Well, yeah, down here it's the worst it's ever been. You know, there's absolutely no middle ground anymore. It's like either you're baked into one camp or you're baked into the other camp. Like, yeah. that's it. And that's that's what it's like down here, too. Like, the, uh, the pandemic didn't uh, really help it down here. Um, like, you know, you got the conservatives who think it's... Uh, COVID-19 was made up or whatever and then uh-huh. down here it's pretty uh, pretty divided but also too like it sucks that right now like no one can sit there and, at the same table and talk about politics regardless if you vote conservative liberal or whatever right and you used to be able to do that before I think COVID put that line down for sure yeah well now you can get shot doing that down here oh yeah you know, like, oh yeah there's mass shooting there, there have been more mass shootings this year than there are days this year and that's how it was last year there was more mass shootings than there were days in the year yeah I mean you, you can't go anywhere and it's not it's not even like one group's being targeted like everybody you know you could be at a supermarket or at an elementary school or at church or at, you know where or at work or it just doesn't matter it's like a totally equal opportunity uh, shooting spree down here. Yeah. So, so when it comes to politics, I mean, shit, dude. Anybody that's even involved with Trump's legal stuff, yeah, those people get hundreds of death threats a day. Then they had a bomb scare at the uh, at the courthouse yesterday morning when they were getting started on his on his trial. That's... So it, it's gonna it's gonna be it, it's gonna get worse too. That's that's the the really sad part. Yeah, it's um, it's not really that that bad down here, but uh, I think, yeah, it's just it's just I wish everyone could just get along, but you know that's just me in a yeah. In but, a world, but, but Americans are just inherently violent. Yeah. So it, it's you know up there people are just nicer. Like I, I've always had a theory about uh, Canada versus the U.S. is like it's it uh, it, it takes place a lot in the Lord of the Rings world where. Canada reminds me of the Shire. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's nice. People are. I nice. love this so much. Yeah, they, they like getting fucked up, and you know they're they're nice with each other and don't mean any specific harm. And then down here in Mordor, we're the orcs. <laughs> it's amazing. I gotta start yeah, using that analogy. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you know, I, I've been going to Canada long enough now to know it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's what's going on. Yeah, it's like I haven't been to the states in a long time, um, and I don't think I'm going to visit in a while. I guess, um, well, maybe who knows? Like some of the states are good. Like not like I went to Texas one time, dude. Like, and it was just a layover flight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like get me the fuck out of here now. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Texas is pretty gnarly. Uh, like as soon as I saw the, uh, I got off the plane and I'm like, okay, I need a beer or whatever. And then uh, I went in and I saw fucking three guns sitting at the bar on someone like on their waist. And I was like, oh I, yeah, I gotta go, yeah, man. Have, yeah, you can open carry in uh, in tech. Well, in Florida, you don't even need to have a permit for a gun. No, Florida, Florida is different, I think, than the whole world. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, Florida is insane. So the idea of the governor of Florida saying, "Yeah, I want to make America Florida," like I know he thinks that sounds okay, but to the rest of the country, we're like, uh, I don't know." 
Yeah, I know it's um, I uh, Florida's fucked. I don't know, like the fact that you don't even need a license for a gun, but you can go into Walmart and buy one, and uh, I don't know. It's yeah, uh, bath it's, salts it's, and yeah, just bath salts yeah, and yeah. just fucking eat them and shoot the guns, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. So that's what I mean. That's the comparison between Canada and the U.S. It's, you know, it, I, I don't think you guys will be having like the, the mass shooting problem like we do. No, no, we don't. Um, we got uh, one side of the country, uh, well, one province, Alberta. Um, right. They're they're fucked. Um, well, whatever. Like the premier of Alberta wants to separate from Canada. Yeah, you know, I've been hearing that. I mean, I started going up to Canada in '93. Yeah, and this is I, I, there was like the big vote where Quebec wanted to yeah. to uh, you know break off of the rest of the country, and then there was a big vote, and everybody thought it was a big joke and everything. Yeah, but yeah, it, it seems like every province there wants to break off. Well, I, I think it's just the province, like most some of the provinces, that don't get it. Like, I forget what the fuck her name is, but she doesn't believe in electric cars, which. Whatever. That's another. Yeah, that's a lot of American politicians like that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she doesn't believe in. Uh, she wants to separate Alberta as a separate country. She doesn't believe in COVID. Like she thought COVID was made up, and yeah. then she said that on the news. And then two day, uh, what do you call it? A day later, I guess people told her to say, "Hey, listen, you better get on that television screen and fucking say something else because." You're nuts for even saying. Yeah, that. well, I, I think politicians, not only in Canada but around the world, yeah, are just all together, making their cues from the MAGA movement here, mm-hmm. which is like the more outrageous shit you say or do, the bigger your donations get. Yeah. So that, after a while, everybody here started figuring out like why these people are doing this stuff is because their crazy uh, donors will start pouring in money because they see them. Know, on TV doing this crazy shit or, yeah. or, or saying this crazy shit. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, I don't know if you fucking know about this, but there's a mega, I think it's called Maple Mega down here. The, oh, no. Oh, yeah, it's fucking bananas. Uh, I know, dude, in, in all these different countries, everyone's totally jumping on. I mean, all these politicians that were already shady in other countries. Yeah. I saw what Trump's doing, and they're like, oh, man, you know. It's like inspiring to these guys. Well, that's the thing too. Is like even this Maple Mega thing. Like I follow it on Twitter just for shits and gags because it's half right. the shits insane. And like there was one guy that responded on a feed. He sat there and said, "Well, if Donald Trump doesn't get in the states, he's more than welcome to come down here and run Canada." I was like, "Okay." Uh- <laughs> Like, oh my god! I, yeah. I saw it. I shook my head, and I was like, "Are you like who are you?" And then I went into his Twitter profile, and uh, the first thing in like in the bio picture, I guess that's what you call it, is like the vaccine will kill you. I'm like, oh, "Okay, you're fucking nuts too." Awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I, the whole yeah. thing's fucking bananas. Yeah, it's inspiring all these crazy politicians to do all this crazy shit, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty weird. It's fun to watch, though. Yeah, well, sometimes, <laughs> most of the time it's fun. Like, see, this has been going on down here for like six or seven years now. Yeah, and it's been it. I, I I've been like watching all of it too because it's been like the most fascinating reality show that ever existed. You know, but the problem was is that. You know, it, it's like getting into really dark 
territory now. It's not like during the Black Lives Matter movement where Trump and his goons were, you know, just like shooting anybody in the streets and shooting at reporters and just like stuff that was just absolutely wild. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that was like, oh, wow, that's great. It was like a dead Kennedy's record coming to life. Yeah, and that's now, a good analogy. Yeah, and now he's talking about being a dictator and praising other dictators around the world. Like, yeah, I, I want to be like Kim Jong-un and stuff. And people are like, yay. It's like, dude, don't you understand what that means? Oh, I know, no, man. I love Trump. He's great. It's like, even when he sat there and he agrees with Putin, I'm like, you're fucking, I don't yeah, even. See, that's, it's, it's exactly that kind of stuff that I, I think is going to prevent him from getting reelected because he'll, his, he'll still have his base which is like at 30%, but you need at least 50. So all those swing voters that voted for him last time because they just didn't like Hillary, they took a chance and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, and then COVID happened. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're not very good at this job. And then he lost the next election, but then he's like, no, I'm going to steal it back. Yeah. Uh, I, with the, the talk of, uh, well, first off, the you know ending abortion that, that's that's gonna bum out a lot of swing voters that are women especially yeah uh so re- reproductive rights out the window uh, that 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 doesn't get you votes uh the dictator thing uh you know all kinds of stuff so it's i, I think those swing voters that he had last time he's not gonna have this no i don't think so either i think the, there's gonna be a lot of uh women in uh um, between the ages of like say eighteen to the end of till like ninety, like when they sat there and he's like no abortion, it's like come on. Yeah, like, and, and now he's like taking full credit for Roe v. Wade getting knocked out, and it's like dude, you don't understand. Like any any women who care about their rights at all are gonna vote against this guy. Yeah, I you don't think I, mean? I don't like, think he'll even like. It'll be interesting to see what the fuck happens because, like, like no, you're wrong. Like, I'm not saying he's um, like. I hopefully Biden gets in because I think he Trump's got so much fucking stew in his fucking skull right now that. Oh yeah, and, and he's not going to believe if he gets back in. That's that's the really scary part. Oh fuck, dude. Like, if you like, well, okay, here, check this shit out, okay? So down here, okay, um, there's a journalist, um, fuck, I totally forgot his name. Uh, anyways, he was on the CBC, and um, he sat there, and he's like, the next president of the United States is Donald Trump. One day later, he retired. He's like, fuck this. Yeah. He's a, he's, yeah, he's a well-respected journalist. Oh, fuck, what was... Uh, forget his name and like he just retired he retired and he's like i'm not reporting this because i cannot believe what the fuck just happened yeah i mean there were a lot of like uh state representatives uh republicans that left because of i mean not just trump just his whole movement because the entire republican party is following a demented game show host who wants to be a dictator i mean like i (laughs) It's crazy to me. I mean, because I grew up, I was in high school when Reagan was president. Yeah. So I'm I I know what the conservative Republican guys are up to. I saw Jerry Farwell get religion in there, and it's that's what I mean. That's why, like, the present times are like a dead Kennedy's record, like come through. So you know, um, 
they they've been hijacked pretty much. Yeah. By Trump and his family. Yeah. But this, they're too afraid to, to do anything. So people like Mitt Romney have been around a long time. Uh, you know, I don't know, like fifteen other uh, Republicans are like, I, I just can't do anything, and I and I can't go along with this. So I'm getting out of politics. Which I mean, I guess th- they can't fight it on their own. You know, so I guess they're just saying, all right, I, I'm taking whatever dignity I've left and leaving. Which I wasn't thrilled with the Republican Party anyway. No. How they were before. But now it's like, you know, it's it, it was that added like meth to it. It's like, <laughs> that, that added nothing, meth to it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it just got way, way worse and way weird and. Man, it's, I don't it's crazy. Know, man. Like, fuck, some of the shit that comes out of fucking Trump's mouth, it's like, I just don't. Like, when he got COVID. Dude, his, his lawyers yesterday in court were arguing, saying that uh, he should have the right to be able to have SEAL Team 6 kill one of his political opponents. And yeah. he wouldn't be held liable unless he was impeached in the Senate, which, if you have 35 Republican votes that will not vote for an impeachment, then you're. Scott Free, yeah. that is a guy who's running for president, was saying that on the news, saying, I should have immunity. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like, it, 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 he does say the crazy shit, but, but that's how polarized each side is. It's like even the people that are for, for Trump, they're just like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. He says that stuff. Yeah, and that's like, the shit. I, I remember when the, the, the leader of the Ku Klux Klan was running for president in 1984 against yeah. Ronald Reagan. Everybody thought, oh, that's crazy. And, you know, they just didn't pay much attention to him. His name was David Duke. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought, oh, that guy's just nuts. It, even though he wasn't saying crazy things, just his association with those people, that was it. So yeah. now Trump is saying all this crazy shit and no one cares. Yeah, it's fucking, dude. And that's the thing. I didn't see the, I didn't see the news uh, yesterday. Um, I was at work. That's what you just told me is fucking insane. Um but but no one cares about the shit he's saying. Like when he was sitting there agreeing with fucking Putin, and it's like, what in the fuck? What that doesn't? It's whatever. Like and Putin's fucking nuts uh, too. But I know isn't that crazy, dude? I grew up my whole life in America. They you know Russia was our you know mortal enemy. I mean you know uh, yeah. Uh, in every movie. Yeah, like that was the Russians were eventually going to be coming here to kill us. That's yeah. what I was told. That's what we were all told in the eighties. Yeah, and now it's like, yeah, he's the greatest guy ever. It's like, wait, what? What's going on? What just fucking happened? And it's like that down here too. Like, you got to Pierre Paulov, which is you got to look into this fucking crazy nut. Because um, uh, for him to sit there uh, and to run, he has to get a background check. Um, yeah. and he's denying his background check. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, so what the fuck are you hiding now? Like, well, see that he got that from Trump because it was uh, each each presidential candidate has to turn over their uh, their tax returns. Yeah, like to show to show how much money they have and who they've been doing business with or whatever. They've been doing it since Nixon. You know, like every yeah. every presidential candidate, either Republican or Democrat, has to show their tax returns so then they know. What they're doing. Trump didn't do that, and and everybody was like, "Hey, we want to see those." He's like, "No, nah, nobody cares. Nobody cares." And then just went on. See, but so other politicians were seeing that shit. Like, yeah, why don't I just like not do something? And if people complain, I'll just tell them to shut up. And yeah. that's what the guy in Canada is doing now. 
Oh, it's fucking, dude, it's fuck. you gotta, it's insane. And also, too, like, I'm not the biggest, like, I don't mind Trudeau. I know people have problems with him, whatever, but everyone's got problems with every politician, but if this fucking guy gets in, which he probably will, because uh, the popularity for Trudeau is going down. Uh, I think oh, yeah. it's like 20, I think it's 22%. Um, he'll probably get in, and it'll be fucking horrendous. Yeah, well, if Trump makes it in here, I'm, I'm moving up there. Are you? Fuck, you can come fucking stay at our place, man. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It'd be fucking wicked. Smoke, fucking weed's legal here, too, so smoke dudes. Nice. Well, yeah, it's legal in California, too. Yeah, fucking, nice. it's great. Um, do you have any cats or dogs, or? No, no pets. No? Well, I, 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 I used to, but uh, no, uh, my daughter's uh, allergic, so uh, no, I don't have any. But I grew up with... Uh, yeah, a lot of dogs. Great Danes. Oh, nice. All their big dogs. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, so thanks all for doing this. Uh, we've been talking for 40 minutes. Oh, no. Sorry, 41 minutes. Um, okay, sorry. Take up your day. No, that's cool, man. No, fuck. If you want to talk for another fucking hour, I'm good, man. Um, so, well, what kind of cooking do you do? Oh, uh, so I guess I do like uh, high-end fine dining. Um been doing it for like 27 years you worked in kitchens too didn't you i did yeah, yeah. i worked in kitchens for 10 years i did everything from texas barbecue to sushi to even just you know prep and grab and go it just depends on you know like what place i was working at yeah so how do you do uh how do you do your brisket uh slow and low for uh about 12 hours uh just dry rub and throw it on in. Yeah, I usually do mine um, when I do a brisket. I'll do a dry rub, and I'll do it at two on the smoker, um, two two o five, two ten, and then yeah. I'll do yeah. it for uh, ten hours. And what I do is I'll take it out, and then I'll put it in a cold oven, and then wrap it in tin foil, uh-huh. and then just let it fucking rest like a roast, and it comes out fucking yeah, 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 and then everything in there yeah. yeah it falls apart and it's good to go oh uh, yeah it's yeah we do like high-end uh high-end food like we do ask cargoes and stuff like that um it's like a high-end french restaurant um oh, that's cool. yeah it's pretty cool i've been cooking for like 27 years i think it's almost maybe time for me to get out of the industry yeah. <laughs> um i'm yeah i'm Your young you to leave. my liver yeah my liver and my smoking habit yeah totally like I'm getting tired of coming home and just uh, drinking six beers just to put myself to sleep. Yeah, oh, I know, dude. Yeah, I just fucking, I'm like done with it. Like, people are like, oh, da da da. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, I tell, like, yeah. I tell my apprentices, like, I have two apprentices now, and I tell them, and I'm really honest too, because I, uh, I do speeches at the local high school about cooking, about being a chef. And I'm like, well, first off, uh, make sure you hide your money. Second, um, make sure you have a lawyer because you probably will get divorced. Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Yo, no, 110%. I don't care what the fuck anyone says, man. Fucking 95. Oh, no, I, I'm because, yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, I'm not going to fucking lie to the kids and sit there and say, fuck, you can make pate all day and fucking da da da. I'm like, no, this is the real thing. And I usually tell the kids too, I'm like, just do this for 10 years. Make sure that you have something else to fall back on because, like, at the end of the day, like, um, unless you're a teacher or unless you're uh, cooking in some sort of facility, like a restaurant's not going to give you a retirement plan. You know what I mean? Oh, hell no. I mean, it, it, the 
last kitchen that I worked, well, no, the second to last, it was at Universal Studios in Hollywood. I yeah. uh, worked in the, in the culinary building. I didn't work in the park. I worked in the, the culinary building, which was in the back lot. And we would do, like, we would do prep for other places. We would do catering for events that the studio's having uh, or for filming locations or whatever. But our chief executive chef, uh, man, that guy was awesome. I liked working with him uh, when he would do, uh, he would do like his own private charity uh, catering stuff. Yeah. So he would, so he'd grab a couple of guys out of the kitchen, which I mean, there was like forty of us in that kitchen. That's in huge. The kitchen. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. So he'd be like, you know, all right, I'm working on, you know, the, you'd be working on like a twelve course meal. So he'd be like, oh yeah, you guys come here, you know, we, you know do like the really you know bougie stuff you know yeah i would hate to fucking uh, make that kitchen schedule yeah but i mean (laughs) even that is like totally corporate it was union and even then there's no guarantees yeah it's like and that's the thing too is like the industry right now has changed in my eyes um a lot because like uh right now with the generation um it's like when I was doing my apprenticeship, okay, like I was expected to come like an hour early for my shift and not get paid for it, right? So here's yeah. a, here's an example is like when I was doing my apprenticeship, I I was working one station, uh, Grand Manger, and the chef was sitting there saying, hey, listen, this pate terrine needs to be done for tonight's service. For you to make this thing from beginning to end, and I started at three, service was at six, but to make this thing, it took five hours. Yeah. And kids don't get it. They don't understand, like, okay, well, I'm teaching you something. Oh, no, no, I, no, they don't, I don't, and that's the thing. The industry's changed quite a bit. Oh, yeah, Well, I mean, whenever I worked with, uh, well, uh, Chef Eric, he was the chief executive chef. He was, like, the boss, the boss boss. And so, like, cooking with him I loved it because yeah I could learn all kinds of the crazy stuff that I couldn't learn just you know day to day on the job like this was like cool stuff yeah no and I think um, and right now too which is kind of shitty they're taking the apprenticeship course in Ontario and I think in all of Canada of culinary outside of um, outside of school like taken out out of schools so right now like here's an example like if you want an apprentice to be a chef uh, it costs you $500 each semester, but it's the same education if you were to go to school full-time, and that's like $45,000. Oh, I see. So what's happening is uh, they're taking the taking the uh, apprenticeship course to make more money. Obviously, that's how the train goes, right? But it's kind of shitty. How they, it's, I don't know. Yeah. And I think once they do yeah, that, too, yeah. I, I think once they do that, they're going to – the industry change – well, and, and even if you do get the apprenticeship, you're going to be hating your life for like the next three years. Oh, yeah. No, I did my apprenticeship for two years. Like I had uh, pneumonia one time. Uh, I think it was my second year. And they, they gave me one day off. And then my mom <laughs> called in for me. Yeah. I was 18, 19. And then uh, the chef actually drove down to my house to knock on the door. It's like, oh, we need him tonight. <laughs> Knocked on the fucking <laughs> yeah. door. I was like, yeah, right. that's, you know, it, it's just, it's refreshing to hear this because yeah, a lot of people don't understand kitchen life. It's, it's, it's I, it, in a lot of ways, it's harder than even being in a fucking band. Oh fuck. I'd rather be in a band, dude. Yeah. Well, touring is, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, because you got to deal with personalities and being tired and just, you know, yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, occasionally it's fucking crazy. Yeah, so I'm thinking about getting out of it. Actually, I'm getting out of it because I'm sort of I'm done with it. I've been it for 27 years. And now that's the thing too is I don't want to own my own restaurant because that's fucking twice the headache. Oh, dude, it's a money pit. I mean, yeah. that's yeah, a lot of people are like they like the idea of owning a restaurant, but once you've actually worked in some, yeah, you see like. You know, each owner that I ever worked for, yeah, they're completely ready to blow their brains out because <laughs> it, it was just a money pit. Oh, yeah. It's fucking, like, what I was saying to you before, too, like, right now, it's January in Ontario, and it's cold, no one goes out, and it's like, you better stockpile your cash from the summer because January, February, March is going fucked, right? Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Um, so, do you guys uh, you guys recording any new music uh, soon or no? Uh, I don't think we're going to be recording very soon. I mean, we it, it it took two years to do Vultures just because of delays with COVID. Yeah, you know, because things would be shut down and like we couldn't meet up, and each one of us like was getting COVID at different times. Yeah. So then you know, oh, we gotta wait, you know, and then we gotta wait two weeks, and then yeah, it. I don't know. So after that, we're we're happy with the record, but it was just kind of like, all right, awesome. Let's not do this for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's way good. Uh, yeah, I never got COVID actually. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, lucky. It took two years for me to get it. Yeah, I just uh, knock on wood. Um, same with Jennifer; she never got it either. Because uh, oh, we were pretty, awesome. uh, we were pretty on to it. Like I got five in me right now, five vaccines. Yeah. I go, I go for my booster, um, and whatever, and she's got four. But we were pretty good with staying away from, like, staying inside. Oh yeah, me. Too. I'm like a total hermit, so yeah. you know, it, that, like, it took you know a little over two years for me to get my first case of COVID. But then I got it, and a yeah. few months later, I got it again. But it was, it was pretty, you know, minimal. Yeah. But then after that, yeah, that's it. Yeah, man. All right, bud. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna sign off. Uh, thanks for doing this, huh? Yeah, dude. Fucking thanks wicked. It's an honor. Yeah, man. No, it's an honor for me, man. Uh, it's uh, like uh, like right now. I'm not fanboying out right now, but on the inside, I'm like fucking Jughead's revenge. <laughs> man, well, hopefully, we'll get back up to Toronto. I mean, we we always love playing there, but it, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, we get like flown in to do these things in Quebec, but you know, I, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, we can get back over there. Well, when you're in Quebec uh, next, uh, shoot me a message. We'll uh, we'll go down because we're uh, we're going to see uh, the final tour in Montreal from No Effects. So. Oh right, right, okay. Yeah. So let us know when you're in Montreal. We'll, we'll yeah, head I'll, down. I'll, yeah, I'll keep you posted. I mean, hopefully, yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple festivals that. You know we're we're still talking, but you know we're we're not on them yet. So yeah, when if and when that happens, yeah, I'll I'll absolutely let you know. Cool man. All right, thanks a lot, eh, dude. All right, Sean. Thanks, All right. man. Keep in touch. Yeah, you too, bud.